The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. As always, I'm Seth and I'm here with Ben and Swoosh. Hi. Hello. That was a bit weird, but... uh... I mean, we're about to talk about Doctor Strange, so I feel like launching with a bit of weird is probably on point. And, uh... Do you want to know what's weird? You you know how you finished Halo Infinite. Yeah. But you probably hate the microtransactions, right? They weren't in the single player. I'm not a fan of them. So you can get this for free? What? Well, so, one of your weapon attachments, uh, of course, just the little clips the uh the weapon clips that go on the side the charms rather do you know that there's a charm that just got released for one of the bulldog weapons and also a nameplate uh, and also a a skin and it's it's the clippy from microsoft word so i had heard about this does it chime in with i see you're trying to kill a covenant no covenant would you like a hand like <laughs> I see your weapon is out of bullets. Here's how you can reload. Yeah, even better is it stops you from reloading because it's got that dialogue. I was like, no, close. I'm trying to reload, Clippy. <laughs> but I, yeah, I thought that's a fun fact to chime, Actually, chime in on because, well, I, I miss Clippy. That reminds me of the, I really the gun in, um, uh, what was it? Cyberpunk. The the smart gun. Oh, the, the one that can either hit all heads or all feet? Yeah. And will mandatorily switch regardless uh, of what happens. So, oops! Someone forgot to put their phone on silent. It wasn't me. As usual, Ben, you could have not said anything, and I'd have cleanly edited it out without anyone knowing. But where's the fun in that? True, but yeah, no, like the uh, that gun was the dumbest thing. Like having a dis- philosophical discussion with a gun. So I mean, is it right to kill people? Yes, shoot them. This is the middle of a gunfight. This is not the time to have this conversation. <laughs> oh, okay, Swoosh. You want to shoot people? Okay, I'll aim for feet. It's kind of I'll what it does. Feet. At one point, it mandatorily switches whichever alignment you set it to. So yeah. if you had it to non-lethal, it starts shooting heads. It's kind of a trap gun. It, it, yeah. Is that before, like, is that during all the buggy phase of the game? or is that That's still what it's supposed thing? to do. So even if you choose lethal, it just no, no. shoots feet? If you choose when lethal you... straight out, it starts shooting feet when it switches. There's a It a starts point out it doing whatever you asked it to. And yeah. after X many oh, kills right. or pacifications, it switches to the other one permanently. Yeah. And you can't change it, ever. Right. But you can reset him, so you can go and have his memory wiped, which is always fun. Yeah, but then he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right. It was the whole thing of like you, you're talking to a sentient gun essentially, and then you take it back to its owner. I was like, oh, that's where it was. I'm just, I'm just going to reformat him. And it's that question of is it a real thing? Does it does it have sentience? And I think it works better in that game with the sentient fridge. No vending. Machine. Oh, the vending machine. Oh, that was a that was a, a weird mission, and it made me sad. Yeah, I got way more attached to the vending machine than I did the gun. Oh yeah, the gun was annoying as hell. The vending machine, uh, vending machine was endearing. Mm. 
I mean, before we move fully back into the Marvel Universe, I mean, it's still part of the Marvel Universe, and it got me quite excited because I just read the article about it. Uh, So it has been confirmed uh, that Sony just signed Tom Holland for three more Spider-Man movies. I I wasn't surprised. Um, I assumed that would be happening, which I'm happy about because Spider-Man is fun. I'm slightly surprised because the the big rumor that was going around right now for Sony was that they were going to do another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Mm. I mean, they have the option of rerunning those ones parallel now. Because, you know, spidey Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So maybe it will be. So maybe Tom Holland will be, you know, like a co-star in it. But maybe it'll be a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Possibly. I mean, I feel like if you're trying to put current Spider-Man versus classic Spider-Man next to each other, new Spider-Man's going to win that fight. <laughs> He's more endearing and I enjoy his character a lot more. But I mean, who, like, from the cheers in the cinema, people cheered for Tobey Maguire the most. Andrew Garfield was like, eh, yeah, cool, he's there. Yeah. He was the middle one. He he was He's the middle child, and that's how he's always going to be, unfortunately. But they were still, with Tobey Maguire, they figured out how to write um, for, like, Peter Parker and that kind of stuff. He was a bit strange and odd. And, I think and, they more nailed their Spider-Man. Yeah, because but, the, the what is yeah. it the the new one Tom Holland, um, mm. he does Holland, a really yeah. good Peter Parker. Yeah, Andrew Garfield was just he was too pretty to be Peter, and he wasn't interesting enough to be Spider Man. He did have the the sass down for Spider Man. I'll give him that. He had some really sassy one liners in his movies. Mm. Uh, it's just a shame they fucked up his villains so much. Like they just. Yes kept trying to redesign them I was like no no you don't need to redesign them you can just use the original stuff guys but like there's at one point he's fighting a, a I think he's a carjacker and it's like he pulls out like a tiny knife like oh my god my one weakness tiny knives it's like yes I, I can see comic Spider-Man doing this so clearly I mean I can't but you know I've, I've read a lot more Ultimate Spider-Man where yeah. it's a li- it's a lot less sassy and more quippy Mm. Um, I mean, the most recent run is always he's more or less Deadpool without the intense murdering. Uh, he's just chattery, which I like. Well, speaking of Deadpool, right? I was surprised that I mean, oh, actually, no, we'll talk about that in our spoiler alert section, just because of how fresh multiverse. Oh, look, man, this is. whole podcast is going to um, be mostly spoilers because we're going <laughs> to talk about Halo and Moon Knight and fucking. Doc Strange, like this is a spoilerific podcast. This one, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, there's the title, spoilerific. Boom, nailed it. You don't need to think about it for a week anymore. <laughs> I personally like Topher Grace as Venom. Now, if you don't know the name of the actor, you'll, you'll he was Venom in uh, Spider-Man Three. Okay. It's also the kid from that. Which, no one really. Well, no one really knew him as Venom at that stage. No one really knew this character as Venom because, you know, it was still quite new. Spider- the Spider-Man 3 were, you know, still new to the Marvel type thing. But So they just called him, what, Black Suit they Spider-Man or something? They uh, did call him Venom eventually, but it was um, when it was attached to Spider-Man, it was just Black, uh, Black Suit Spidey. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, been a so thing ever since Venom but, was introduced. Just... Oh, it was just so good to like. I really enjoyed him. He he just had that sort of evil look about him. Um, whereas I know Tom Hardy is more like comedic Venom, so I, I like that as well. But my question is, after the second cut scene, 
uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home, when are we seeing Venom again? Probably in one of the new Spider-Man movies that Tom Holland has signed on for because that, like, what's his name? Hardy is very much the Agent Venom kind of deal where it's um, Venom being utilised for more anti-hero things as opposed to armor murder everything I want to, uh, which is fun. But with the leaving a little part behind, uh, it'll grow into a different version of him. And I think that's when we'll start getting the more evil Venom, incomplete and slightly unhinged Venom. But I reckon we'll see that probably in the next couple of movies. Might have a symbiote saga. Maybe. Well, there's a, there's so many Venoms we have to introduce. There's eight, like you said, Agent Venom, Venom, Carnage has been released. There's Anti Venom. <coughs> well, that's the thing. Anti Venom is part of uh, Agent Venom. Yeah, Carnage and uh, Toxic and a few others. They're all just out of the next stages of Venom because it's um, it's a weird history with the symbiotes, isn't it? Uh, Carnage, Carnage is a different one. I know no, that no, he no, came no, from sorry. Venom. It's a, like I know the idea with the symbiotes is that their kids are more powerful than them. That's why Venom wants to kill Toxic at the start because he's like, "Oh god, this thing can murder me." Um, yeah. I can't remember what the original plot line for Carnage is, or whether he's related or he's a separate symbiote. Um, I think uh, Carnage came from Venom because the the children of symbiotes keep trying to kill the father which is why Carnage is always hunting down Venom um, I mean I'm pretty sure that's just because Carnage is batshit insane that too but then there's Toxic is the um, one that came from Carnage and Venom will happily team up with Toxic to take down Carnage it's like yes we have a shared enemy we'll go kill that one well it's like in the comic book, so it was um, they they made this from the Maximum Carnage, which was a comic book out in 1993, mm. and the only way to stop Carnage in those comic books required Venom, Spider Man, Captain America, Black Cat, Nightwatch, Cloak Dagger, Iron Fist, Deathlock, and Morbius, uh, and also Firestar. So it took all of them, which were you know like a the D Gen Avengers from 1993, mm. to stop Carnage, but in that Carnage movie it was just I mean we spoke about this already it was just yes, so underwhelming absolutely especially well, given the Sony fact that the first one was great doing that. yeah Sony has a habit of doing that though where it's like oh we've got this big grand thing from another franchise that you know is really powerful it's like I will scale that down so he can take it on himself like guys no please why especially because I, I think as we discussed back when this movie came out uh, or earlier in a podcast I can't even remember when that movie did come out um, it was a while ago yeah but I mean like, I know we've discussed it I mean like Riot was a, a more effective villain and a better version of what Carnage was doing than Carnage yeah yeah exactly I mean they have Shriek as well right the um, the chick that can just destroy things yeah. with her sound yeah that was in the uh, that, was yeah, his, that was Cassidy's um, girlfriend yeah yeah but like Considering Carnage survived three or four comic books, uh, like they just did not give him enough justice in the movie. No, no That's they the didn't. thing as well. It's a weird thing with Marvel uh, villains as well. When they're first introduced, they're always terrifying. I liken it to like video game mini bosses. It's like, oh god, it's a it's a boss, and this was hard to defeat. And you go to the next area, it's like that's all you're fighting now. It's like, oh, okay. 
I can beat this. This is fine. Is that- and they become way less of an issue. Like, Carnage still runs around in the Marvel Universe just doing mm. whatever the fuck he wants half the time. Um, but he's not as big as a threat anymore because someone can come along and just smack him down. It's like, slap. Stop that. Like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, they, it, as per mm. comics, right, it ends up being Spider-Man versus Venom, Spider-Man destroys Venom, uh, and that's the end of the Venom bloodline. But... like with Eddie Brock uh, sorry Tom Hardy's Venom so that has to be the end of Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy's Venom would not be an enemy to Spider-Man that would work together ideally what's the thing Um, the symbiotes are always chasing after Spider-Man because they want to eat him because he is a perfect host for them it's something to do with his um, the modified DNA Uh, and they look at him and go ooh yes I want to eat that That, I want to be a, a thing with that it's like the ideal host and symbiote. So when they're together, they are a terrifying combination. Which is why anytime a symbiote attaches to Spidey, it's like, no, no, don't want. Go, go away. Please, please, please run. <laughs> which, which sucks because when that, you know, that means that Tom Hardy needs to die as, a, as an Eddie Brock character in order for this to complete the comic book series. No, nah, he'll stay in the background. It's, well, well, now I've like, got the multiverse, it'll just be like, oh, he's over there in his side universe. Well, yeah, that's... Side universe things. I mean, as we discussed at the start here, because there's a little bit that's been slipped off, <clears throat> it doesn't matter about the, the Tom Hardy Venom. That can be Tom Hardy's Venom. This one can be a little piece that became isolated and went a little insane, and now it's evil Venom. Yeah. An incomplete, slightly less sentient version of Venom. Or you could give him another name and make him one of the, uh, a different symbiote. Like it's no, it's not that, that hard so to work with it. Hell, they could make him the toxic. Yeah, actually, they could make him into toxic. That would be the next stage of things. But like, I'm keen to see where they go with it because even in the comics, some of the stuff they did with symbiotes. Because if they just let symbiotes into the MCU, like the cinematic universe, the shit they could do with it would be hilarious. Hell, at one point there is, um, like, Deadpool gets symbioted when he accidentally releases, I think it's like a thousand of them into the center of New York City along with a bunch of dinosaurs because <laughs> Deadpool. Um, so he causes a bunch of symbiote infested dinosaurs to be rampaging in the center of New York City. And one of them attaches yeah. to him. And it's like, oh shit, symbiote Deadpool, this would be terrifying. But he just heals it out because he and Wolverine are one of the few people that are basically immune to a symbiote Wolverine can be taken over by a symbiote it's happened before nice then Deadpool's the only one I think the weird thing of cancer and the healing factor just forces them out because his body's always in flux I mean healing factor doesn't necessarily save you from a symbiote so there's there's a few things right And, and I I get a lot of the cheat sheets from pop vinyls, actually, mm-hmm. which I, I've collected, and that's because they release the pop vinyls far before the movies come out because yeah. they're idiots, uh, and they, they're not held to anything, so they can just release it. What they've released is a Venomized collection. Mm-hmm. So that means there there will be a movie. I, I call it within the next five, six years, there will be a movie in the multiverse where Venom takes over everything. The reason is there's Venomized Groot, there's Venomized Ultron, Kingpin, Punisher, Doctor Strange, Loki. There's Venomized everyone. That that they might just released. be taking that from the comics, though. Because that's well, been so done far, they haven't got it wrong. Because, I mean, they... 
they released the what if versions like Agent Carter as as Captain America, and of course we you, just saw you know, that's, her in that's Multiverse an old comic character, right? It's not just from the current run. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that gets back to what Swoosh just said. It's in the, there's been comic books on it, so there will be movies. Eventually, on it. they'll they'll start growing into it, I think. But I would like to see more symbiote things, but they still have to deal with Sony a bit more because Sony owns the rights to symbiotes that came along with Spider Man. So whether or not we get to see that will be up to Sony. Yeah, unfortunately. which is annoying as hell because they still have that lifetime, you know, thing on it. As long as they keep making the occasional movie they hold the rights mm. I think Sony would be stupid well they've already it. tried to renege on the current deal haven't they uh they it was it was never going to be cancelled the rates were going to be negotiated yeah. that's the thing so it still came yeah. down to money they saw that they could get more money so they wanted a bigger piece uh, I think is what's going to screw it uh, also look, Disney started that fight I think uh, no, uh, Sony did start the, the that fight, but Disney decided to be massively unreasonable. Yeah, Sony did I mean, want like, a, a bigger cut, but Disney was like, "All right, you know, we'll give you pennies on the dollar. Don't, don't go, don't talk to us." Yeah, they tried pulling the "Don't yeah. fuck with the House of Mouse" tactic, which generally works, but not all the time. I'm, with Sony holding this Spider-Man name. Disney's Disney's got to just act like Sony's bitch in order to stay in it. Sony could just kick out Disney, and yes, while it would make the movies a lot worse, it would still be able to give us a full-length spot. No, the thing yeah. is, what they could do, though, is the exact same thing they did to the Fantastic Four, and that's start fucking the comics over to the point where no one read them anymore to starve Sony out of the market. Hmm. Yep. Like they well sacrificed done. that that property. It's like you know what we can't get the rights back to it. Uh, off it goes. I mean, Sony did kind of massively shoot themselves in the foot with that fan four stick movie. Yeah. That was God, terrible. That, was that didn't need Marvel in the background doing Illuminati bullshit to work the system so that the property wasn't worth it. No. Yeah, Doctor it, Strange has actually made me kind of want a Marvel Fantastic Four movie just on their casting of Reed Richards. I mean, that was the fan casting. Yeah. All right, I feel like I, we're going to have to to dive into this now. We've been skirting around it for long enough. Um, All right, if you do not want spoilers for, like, Doctor Strange, just just go stop now. It's... Because we're going to talk a lot about this movie. Let's start with it. <laughs> Run away. We'll start, we'll start with the basics, okay? So, Seth, Doc, Multiverse of Madness, what do you give it out of 10? What do you like and what don't you like? Um... Look, man, I hate giving out of 10 scores on stuff, especially with stuff that's actually good. Um, mm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But I did enjoy it. it it's a really good movie. Um, like, it, it's well-paced. Well, actually, the problem I have is some pacing issues. There's some definitely areas where I think they needed to massage the timing a little bit better. Um, it's definitely got a lot of visual great stuff. I mean, I love Sam Raimi's movies, so... You know, seeing his Sam Raimi-isms in this movie were like, ah, <laughs> uh, and I'd probably say my favorite bit was Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great fun. Like, his after credit scene was just oh, yeah. perfect. I loved it. All right, Swoosh, your turn. I will give it a solid purple out of 10, because uh, I am also not a huge fan of the out of 10 score some days. But... I really enjoyed that movie. It was great fun. I, the pacing was a bit strange in some points, I will give you that. But I 
liked it enough. Like, and everything kind of came out of me for, you know, certain things. I did not expect the villain. Um, they kept that very under wraps for the trailer. So I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. Did not see that coming right out the bat. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, it was odd and interesting. And the first time they go crashing through dimensions, they just have some fun there. Uh, but also things like that slight changes throughout the universes like the fact that the was it the cape or the cloak that he wears is red in his universe but blue in another and it's like there's small things I like this you've kept enough close but still alright Ben how about you well yeah I mean I didn't enjoy it as much as you guys but that's because I hate Elizabeth Olsen um, I think Scarlet Witch I mean I didn't enjoy WandaVision so I mean I, I see Scarlet Witch as just a waste of my time when it comes to those movies uh, good thing she doesn't have much screen time in many of the other ones which is good but uh, as soon as like, I saw her in the trailer I like cool she'll be like a co-star like a co uh, not accomplice but ally for Doctor Strange but as soon as I saw her be the villain I was like I could probably sleep the rest of this movie um, a few things that let me down of course with uh, with the director change midway through they'd had to do six weeks of refilming and reshooting uh, which means there were a certain number of cameos that didn't get included because the script changed a little bit um, now uh, I, I mean we all saw the rumours of Tom Cruise being in it as Iron Man. We all saw that because it was everywhere. Uh, whilst I always knew it would be a rumour, I was still a little bit disappointed because I didn't get to see it. I mean, I they had Ultron's rumour. It was around for a while, but I'm just ha- I'm just happy when Tom Cruise isn't in any movie. But it's like, I, I go and watch a movie. Is Tom Cruise in this? No. Oh, 10 out of 10. But like for me, it was... Um, I'm not... like. I like Scarlet Witch, how she played it was pretty fun. I just didn't like the kids. They yeah. they are yeah. not great actors and just... They, they've done that thing where they're writing for... Um, writing too young for the actor. And it's like, these kids mm. are clearly like 10, 11, 12, around that kind of age. But you're writing them like they're six. Like... Do you not yep. have kids? Yeah. I don't have kids. And even I know they don't act that fucking bad. It's like, come on. Yeah, but let's face it, they were just a motivation tool. They weren't even they were. in the they weren't in the movie nearly enough for me to really give a shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the thing I thought was weirdest every time they were in scenes with the kids, it's like, okay, so they're watching TV. Hey, what's on the TV? Okay, so you're telling me two boys are watching the classic Snow White animated film. Yes. At this um. age. Okay. At this age, <laughs> in this time, that seems a bit off. And the earlier point where they what where they uh, what's he, that rabbit dude is the precursor to Mickey. Um, oh, um, ooh, damn it, brain! It's been too long since I did animation classes. Roger um, Rabbit. Sorry, Roger Rabbit. No, I can't I remember. Way after Mickey. He's a he's a precursor to to, to um, Mickey Mouse. Um, but he was not copyrightable, so uh, they were watching. They were watching a cartoon of that character. It's like, come on, man! I I would have trouble getting people I know who like animation to watch that, let alone a pair of children. I studied animation and I haven't watched that. Yeah, there you go. 
So, you know, it, like that stuff stuck out to me I way mean, more about the kids because, yeah, they were literally just there to be the, this is what Wanda's yeah. going yeah. for. I mean, for the, me, it was the ice cream song. It, it drilled into my head. Like someone got two drills and they just met in the middle. <laughs> oh, it was bad. I mean, I, I, my favorite character from it, like it was probably Wong, definitely Wong's. Yeah, I, I love Wong. I'm really humor. happy he's like popping up in more and more things, and I want him to run Magic Avengers. That's all I want. Well, it does seem yeah. like they might be well, setting I mean, up for um, Midnight Suns. That would be good if we just yeah. have him like running that. I would be very happy. But I mean, like multiverse of madness, mm. right? Multiverse of it means you see you bring in a shitload of people from different realities. Like that's what you that's what it means. They had they had the opportunity to make this uh, like it was two hours six minutes, including full credits. So let's give it an hour and fifty. Um, and it's it had the point that where it could have been easily a two and a half hour movie with so many more opportunities for interruptions for camos. Um, like I just find the story of how oh it's just about Doctor Strange saving Wanda from killing the kids multiverse's mm. mum like they, they could have opened it up so much more had so much more involved and yeah the fact that they had five cameos and that was only just the Illuminati and that was total of like what three or four minutes I'm actually kind of happy they didn't shocking. go overboard with the cameos because what they're doing is they're setting up for other movies to have multiverse kind of things popping in because that's where they might be ending uh, going for the new end game so end game in this case uh, the first one was Thanos the next one in the theory uh, the line is either I think Skrull invasion the secret invasion might it's kick it off Kang the Conqueror yeah that's right we already know that because he's been brought into Loki into Loki and the it's setup Thanos. for Fantastic yeah, Four is clearly a, a signposting for it since Kang is a relative of Reed Richards yeah so we'll get that, which will be great, but because uh, that also deals with multiverse mm-hmm. and incursions and that kind of stuff. That's when they can start bringing in more Oops. and more weird things. So they're not getting stuck down or just into it. My thoughts are they, they hyped this movie so much and made it so secretive about what was in it, when in the end there was no secrets. There did just they hype it or did the fans hype it as they do every time? Because well, yeah, that's I not mean, their fault. That's fans speculating and getting themselves into a frenzy. I quite liked the setup of this movie given that I didn't mind WandaVision. So mm-hmm. having it pick up on the fact that she's being slightly twisted by the dark hole to encourage her to like look toward other dimensions uh, and then she starts to aggressively pursue that option... And then having had to have Doctor Strange have to step in and be like, oh, oh we need to hold back on that. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was actually a really good setup. Uh, like, I, I like the idea of, of Wanda dealing with her own personal grief and, you know, caught in a moment of weakness, the Darkhold gets to get its hooks in and, and twist that desire. Um, I didn't think it needed... Like, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I would have liked to have seen more multiverses. I don't necessarily would have liked lots of ooh alternate version of character I know. I really think yeah. that would have gotten really annoying really fast. But it would have been annoying to yeah. like I think five was about the limit they could get away with without being too odd or too pushy. Even original Marvel characters though, like even the original, 
I like that they introduced Black Bolt. I was really happy mm. to see that because he hasn't really had any sort of say ever so far. As well as a black Captain Marvel. That well, I mean, was the Captain cool. Marvel's played um, by the black chick from the Captain Marvel movie. And the guy who played Black Bolt is yeah, actually the same dude who played Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, one thing... Uh, well, how do you feel about the pointless love story as a side plot? What, the thing with uh, Christine? Yeah. I wouldn't I really call it pointless because it's something that the character was holding on to and it shows significant growth because in the comics it was the same kind of deal mm. um, where what held Strange back was physical attachments and the last one he had was Christine uh, it's less physical attachments in this one and more the, um, the apprehension he yeah. looks at Christine and sees the fear of what could be and never mm. takes it um, so it's 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 good to see him grow past that point where it's like he admits to another version of her that yes he did always love her and that he was always afraid and the idea being like now that he's grown past that he can take that proper breath in and move forward yeah like I, I didn't mind him un, like letting go of that baggage and it wasn't like crammed in my face like they're gonna fucking kiss it's mm. like no it, it, it works like he sees another version of, of Christine and you know he loves her so of course he's a little like ooh but it didn't ever get into that point where it's like you know just fuck already yeah it was a different spin on the romantic chemistry where it's like this is not the whole thing of they're going to get together instead it's like this is a a parting of ways this is more of a breakup than it is a romance side of things yeah which was interesting to watch to be honest I kind of liked it it was fun uh, and it wasn't overly in your face every five seconds. Like, mm. All right, that's cool. We'll go with that. But apart from, it was kind of like a. Um, he's almost as bad as Dark Wonder in a way. Like she's going to another multiverse to steal her kids, whereas he's going to another multiverse to steal another. But he Christine. didn't do that. He could have, but he didn't. He could he have. Didn't. Yeah, so correct. they're not the same. Like, what are you pointing at? <laughs> He had a thing. That's where he has sort of his no, he humanity. He had the same temptation and he didn't go for it. So it's that difference in character, I guess. Yeah. Would you go for it? Uh, I'd probably just end up disappearing into the multiverse, finding weird shit. Where would you God go? God knows. I'd probably just... If I had the power, I'd just have the jump between multiverses power. That'd be great fun. So where are you going next? I don't know. Let's find out. Tumble, tumble, tumble. Maybe not paint. Well, apparently it's hard to eat. Yeah, yeah, paintball doesn't sound too fun. <laughs> Although, um, what do you think of the music fight? I I really enjoyed I it, it, actually. The effects yeah. were really cool. The effects um, were cool, and the fact that it kept building into stronger and stronger symphonies. I'm like, I like this. I don't know why, but I like this. I, I The thing I think is really cool about it is, um, and you might know what it is, because I cannot remember what the word is every time I discuss it with people. There's a... There's a terminology for when characters are somewhat aware of something that the audience can tell I can't um, remember what it is but, matter, but yeah no no it's, it's it's like a diegetic something um, diegetic sound I can't remember um, but the idea that like the, the music they're fighting with is also the soundtrack yeah. is so clever that was a that was a fun little thing. Like 
But just to touch on the whole like the fighting in that that movie. Wanda versus the Illuminati. <laughs> oh. oh the 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 oh. you know, fucking steamroll. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. Just decimated them. And it's one of those things. It was almost as quick as the uh the fight scene of Venom yeah. vs. Carnage. But, yeah, but I like this one. Yeah. It's one of those things where you look back at it and go, you actually were holding back during other fights because, you know, that's how it worked. She could have finished Thanos like like that. like Theoretically. Well, she's a better master of her power and has uh, been taught by the Darkhold at this point. Yeah, she's gained more power and actually knows how spells work now. But it's one of those things where it's just... The raw power is now channeled through her focus, which is scary. Mm. But, oh... Uh, look, the whole thing. Like, he could kill you with a whisper with what mouth yeah good one Ray. and just the explode ah okay great fun was the, the okay the first time I watched what well, first time the only time when I watched that fight scene and there's a bit where she kills Reed yeah all I could think of is it was a reference to a black hole I thought I was thinking or the, the spaghettification kind of thing because he stretches which is the first stage of falling into a black hole and then spaghettification is the second stage yeah it was either that or unraveling him or something like but it, I, I got the idea of a black hole as well I was like yeah spaghettification I'm glad I'm not the only one <laughs> yeah it was good fun although I gotta say my absolute favourite piece of music in this entire movie yeah it was slightly Denny Elfman but it's when Xavier comes out and we get the 90s X-Men mm. tune. Yeah. It's just like, ah! Oh! It, it, it pokes the dopamine bit of my brain. It smacked the nostalgia button so hard. But it's just, I liked that, but I also I'm a massive sucker for Danny Elfman's music. Um, but it's one of those things where, I swear to God, people just knock on his door saying, Danny, are you reading your spooky shit? I'm, like, I'm already there he's just in the basement already writing a soundtrack oh man but, just like getting Sam Raimi in for this movie was an absolute perfect choice oh it was great and you know yeah. this whole second like the last act of the movie and how he ends up in that fight that is so Sam Raimi it's painful oh fucking zombie strange with a cloak of dead souls oh it was great It that point that you get that thing of like that happens like oh god yes I I didn't know I wanted this but I really wanted this I mean I think the the most impressive Raimi thing that was in this movie was actually when Scarlet Witch was trying to possess the other Wanda the first time mm. and they're doing the disembodied you can't see it face moving around the house ah oh, like yes. when it like like she looks over and it ducks behind the stairs again it's just like like if I'd seen hands holding the railings I'd have believed it. Like, it, it's yeah. perfect. It feels right. But that's, like, such a Raimi thing. It really is. As well is. as the, like, twisty, like, odd angle motion thing that they oh, have. Oh, when she comes out of the times. mirror. Out of the gong. Yeah, out of the gong. It's just, ooh. That yeah. was good. Ugh. It's good shit, though. Raimi knows what he's doing. He's got a good ability to mix dark shit with at least enough levity to keep you going. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that movie um i granted there are there are better movies out there but this one was it kept my attention and i thoroughly enjoyed bits of it 100 and it has me kind of hyped for a fantastic four rendition with that actor I can't remember that's the, name, the thing will we get that actor 
because I hope so. He is the fan casting for Reed Richards, but will Marvel use this as an opportunity to be like, we cast this guy? Oh, you wanted that guy? Well, we already did it and he died, so we can't yeah. use him now. Who knows? We yeah. can dream. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, and I mean, that's the last movie in phase four, I think. Yeah. Um, and we still have no idea when we're getting Mutants made- back, but you know. It'll happen at some point. I'm thinking Phase 5. I'm assuming Phase 5 now that they've brought you know, Xavier in. In the old school fucking chair as well. <laughs> yes. Like, Slightly I, too over large, but it was still great. I swear, someone on the design team for this movie, maybe even Raimi, is a massive 90s fucking X-Men fan. Oh yeah, no, guaranteed. I mean, you get the perfect Xavier in the classic chair with that piece of music. It's like, mm. fuck. Like I was, I was like I was a child again. I was like, yes, <laughs> no, right. I'm watching Saturday morning cartoons, and I love it. <laughs> so moving on, uh, still in the Marvel mm. universe, but another thing that we all thoroughly enjoyed this week uh, is the season finale oh, of Moon Knight. So good. I really enjoyed Moon Knight. That was great fun. Why d- stop ending things at six episodes, Marvel? Look, at one gets time- six. Like, it means they, 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 you know, it's all content, no filler. They don't have yeah. time for, for junk. But there, I mean, there was a bit of filler, but it's it, it's so cool, especially with the Egyptian history and mm. all that type of stuff. Completely news side of Marvel, uh, of course, bringing in the new phase and everything, but also having really, really discreet sides to link it to previous yeah. movies. Like the souls, like the souls falling from the underworld, as um, a few people have mentioned that it could be like a link to that Thanos click. No, it was long after because it was based after the click. Um, yeah, all, all of that Moon Knight was, is post blip. Yeah, that was basically because they had just freed whatever the hell her name was. My brain. Yeah, thing. she was eating uh, souls. Yeah, she was nomming things. Yeah. The main thing was that they were coming before their That's- allocated time. Yeah, because she judges people before they commit the crime she foresees them to do. Yeah. Whereas Conchu's like, you have to choose to do evil before I punish you as evil. I really liked Conchu. It was great. It's just slightly more sassy death from Discworld. I know. He's so good. Also, I do love at the very end where you see him wearing a suit. Yeah, I know, right? The same kind of suit that you see um, bloody Steven wearing. Hmm. I'm like, ha ha, nice. And I like the fact that their suits were different, so you could always tell which one was in charge. Well, that plays into the the potential, like, they're supposed to be... This is, this is like, the only thing I know about, about Moon Knight, is there's supposed to be five versions of him in his head. Yeah. Which is Stephen, Mark, Jake, and then, Jake, yep. and then, like, the actual Moon Knight... Mm. and uh, Sir Moon Knight, which is the one in the suit. Um, The other two are a bit questionable. Like, some comics talk about it, some people don't. But, like, the core set of of Mark uh, thingamabob... Steve? Steve? No. What's his name? Steven? Uh, Steven, Steven. Mark. Yeah, it was Steven. Yeah. Um, And uh, and Jake are, like, the core three. Yeah. God, I've too much time playing D&D with you and we keep bitching about how no one could be named Steve... 
To be fair, you did name <laughs> one thing, Steve. Yeah, a version of a death spell that we animated that wanted to be a chef despite the fact it cannot taste. It's a pretty good chef. Yeah, he is, actually. So would would Steve be your favourite or would Mark? Um, honestly, Stephen. I, I like Stephen more. It's just fun. Uh, but all I know for Moonlight is, you know, the five things, but each one gets progressively more psychotic the deeper they go into the psyche. So there's Mark and Stephen who are at the very surface level. So one's the the knowledge of Egyptian things and all that kind of stuff. Mark is, of course, the murder, uh, the treasure hunter and the Indiana Jones. Jake is a hitman and then goes deeper into, like, basically there's a, a serial killer somewhere in that psyche. Like, one of them is just proper psychotic. Like I said, I don't know. So, I, I haven't read Moon Knight, so I know very little about it. So that's why I had so much fun with the show. Everything was a surprise. That's why I, I kind of want to go Before read I tell you, Moon Knight stuff now. Well, well, you have a chance, because what I'm about to tell you may blow your mind, but may also make you rewatch the show. So, first of all, uh, before we go into that, what did you think about the uh, post credit scene of the finale? You mean the bit with Conchu in a suit that's fucking delightful? I, I, it was delightful. I liked Amazing. it. Amazing. Was Conchu being sassy? Uh, who do you, who's in the front seat? Is it is it another cameo or like another alter? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Jake. Jake. Of yeah, Jake. Yes. See, I, I found that the best part because I like it. It now he's dead. That sort of wrapped up the loose yeah. end that we uh, you know the kind of end of the season with. But I really want to see a mm, season yes, two. So Absolutely. Now, uh, back to comic books. Did you know that there are six free comic books you can gain access to by watching Moon Knight? No. No. And that is because in the first episode, uh, when they first approach the museum, when he's standing next to the girl mm. and there's like a uh, like a, yeah, big tomb there, there's a QR code on the wall below the fire extinguisher. If you scan that QR code... Um, you get access for free to Werewolf by Night, episode 32 edition of, of a comic book. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's a fun little Easter egg. In, in all the other episodes, there are little QR codes on the walls or on gates uh, or on close-ups, and if you scan them, you get access to comic books. I like that. That's a fun little, little Easter egg. Yeah. So it's something that, like, no one would ever notice unless someone's like, "Wait, what's it? I wonder if I like. I wonder if this QR code is actually just there, or if the, it goes mm. to something." Well, I mean, hiding it around like the museum to start with is pretty good because I would have expected it was just something like because like there would have been in a museum. I would yeah. have thought it was just like part of the museum setup, and I'm like going to get to a museum web page to be like, "Have a look at our Egyptian exhibit," not you know some yeah. comic book. And much like Swoosh, like watching the show, I'm like. Man, I should probably read some Moon Knights. I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. I've so, seen Moon Knight in, pop up in some side bits of comics, like him talking to Spider-Man occasionally. Yeah. It, he's not a main character that I know anything about. So, yeah, the idea that they embedded some comic books for you to read inside the show where I'm like, maybe I want to read this. That's actually a great idea. What was that comic um, so, yeah. thing you found last week we are talking about? The Marvel, Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. I have to get that then. Yeah. So yeah, so um, so basically, the few episodes like Werewolf by Night uh, is, of course, where Moon Knight first appears mm. in that comic in uh, episode mm. thirty-two, um, and it, it so that would tease that, of course, Isaac may come into Moon Knight in the future, which yeah, which uh, he was in Werewolf by Night, uh, a big part of it. So 
uh, a few of the comic books and I've had a look at most of the QR codes I can find. Uh, they queue a lot of characters that you just don't see in the first season. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they can have some fun with it. Seeding the ideas of other potential characters or villains within the a hidden thing like that, that's such a good idea. I Like, mm. good work, Marvel. Like, well done, guys. Fuck. Um, but yeah they've they've done a few things like the ancestral plane and stuff like that like of course like the Norse and, and Asgardians soon followed by the Greek gods and the Olympians and like well we're getting Olympians in um, Thor Thor uh, Love and Thunder yeah um, but yeah like they, they've made reference to other planes being around and that kind of fun well, stuff actually, so in this um, in Moon Knight they actually hand mm. wave a lot of that stuff in that like yeah afterlives like all of them are real because it's all the same afterlife it's how you personally filter it yeah they like so, skins on yeah, top of yeah. it yeah so the fact that they go to an Egyptian ones because um Steve is is so focused on the Egyptian stuff so that's mm. where they go if he'd been Norse they'd have gone to Valhalla or if he'd been Christian it'd been heaven or something like that yeah now, the last thing I want to tell you about Easter eggs, and I noticed it, but I didn't think much of it, but now I'm reading into it. I'm like, yeah, true. So, um, the main actor, I'm mental blanking on his name. Um, oh, fill me in, guys. I don't know actors. actors. That's your job. Well, anyways, <laughs> Stephen and Mark. Um, so, when they when he goes into that memory of him entering the uh, himself as a child when he's locked mm. in his bedroom Diggity. from abuse... Turns out on the wall there is uh, there's space mm. toys, and behind that is a Star Wars poster, and that's because of course he wanted to troll the audience from his role as Poe uh, po, uh, Dameron in Star Wars. Wouldn't surprise me, but also since you know Disney owns both of them, they can just be like, we can just put this shit in the background. This is great. We can't get sued for this. <laughs> Who's going to sue us? Us! <laughs> At the same time, it's not that weird that a Star Wars poster could be in the room of a child. In that time frame. I mean, I know grown-ass adults who yeah. have Star Wars posters. Yeah. So I just thought, yeah, it's like there's a few little strange things that Marvel <clears throat> just do, and then if the actor's like, I want a Star Wars poster, they'll be like, Oh, yeah, come okay. on, fucking Sam Jackson was like, give me a purple lightsaber. That's because he wanted to know where he was at all times. Yeah, so his kids could follow him in the big fight scene. Yeah, the biggest one for me will always be Robin Williams when he snuck a toy for Evangelion onto the site onto the set for twenty four hour photo. Mm. That was his. He snuck on set because he's a massive fan of anime. It's like they wanted to give use like a really shitty toy. He's like, no, no kid wants that, and he just brought in his own. And if you have not seen that movie, you are to go and watch it now. 24-hour photo is just chilling. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Robin Williams not being a funny man, being an awesome actor. Being a very serious role in playing a, like, a stalker, like, really creepy stalker. Like, oh, perfect. Just just watch it. It's so good. Speaking of creepy stalkers, uh, we're going to transition to Sonic 2 at the moment. Because I finally got around to watching that, and I, I will say a few things. Like Sonic is is still fun. It's a great 
stupid movie if you want to turn your brain off and watch something silly watch that Mm. um knuckles is very much akin to drax the destroyer in his mannerisms he's very not clued on to social cues um and it is fun i actually really enjoyed knuckles as a character i do love the way every time he shakes someone's hand like because he was told you have to do it with strength so he's like okay crunch yeah it's like you have broken my fingers that's strange my hand remains undamaged just like <laughs> I love you this is amazing more of you please um but for anyone who has like hasn't watched it there is an end credit scene where they do bring in the you know Shadow the Hedgehog so they're bringing that shit across yeah um, we knew that was coming but the transition to Stalkers is I swear to god Tails the Fox gives off serial killer Stalker vibes I mean, come on, he randomly detected Sonic when he was doing the baseball scene in the first movie and then just sort of, like, voyeuristically watched him. Yeah. He admits to stalking him in the movie. And I don't know why... I, I still enjoyed it and all, but it's just the whole thing of his catchphrase being only Sonic the Hedgehog does and then, you know, basically it's mm. G. Willikers Batman. But that, every time he did, that's like... Do, you're going to wear Sonic as a skin suit eventually, aren't you? What's going on here? So, like, what's going on, Tails? Who, one what day is he this? will be player one. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. But, oh, but I did enjoy that movie. It was dumb fun. Unfortunately, we do have to give the movie 0 out of 10 because Knuckles didn't have four dicks. That is true. At least not that we saw. I mean, he's in the And kid. not... And not one person yelled, holy fuckles, here comes Knuckles. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Unwatchable. Um, but the but fact seriously, that they are don't watch this make, movie. It's not that bad. Yeah, and if they're going to make a third one, which they are definitely reeling towards, and I'm okay with that, um, they will not be having uh, the same Robotnik. Because mm. unfortunately, uh, my mind has literally just blanked on his name. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. How the fuck do you blank retired. on Jim Carrey? I don't know. Uh, and he hasn't because, um, actually retired. He just yeah. has no plans to do any more movies right now. Yeah, he's basically come out saying unless something amazing comes across his desk, he's staying home and he's going to be painting and, and yeah. angling towards that quieter lifestyle. That doesn't Which, mean he can't come back for a third Sonic yeah. movie. It just he, means he, he has no plans to. Yeah. And honestly, it's just good for Jim Carrey at this point he's done remarkably well he's one of the few actors out there from that time span who does not have some kind of weird dark shit surfacing about him no one look Uh, into it let me like Jim Carrey okay just let let me like Jim Carrey please but apparently he him Tom Hanks and like you know a couple of other people are just lovely human beings I'm like good can we protect them just you know let's just make sure they're not insane but yeah, I don't see him coming back as Robotnik um, anytime soon, at least. Which is but sad, because he has the perfect energy for it. Oh, he does. Um, my favorite thing, though, is when his sidekick is going through different suits to build for his big reveal, one is the old-school fat Robotnik. Yes. And it's so fucking dumb. I loved it. It's like, I sat there and giggled far more than I should have. <laughs> Again, it's a movie that touched that nostalgia button. It's like, mm. why do I like this? But that was, yeah. If you haven't watched it, please go see it. I mean, transitioning off that, I mean, like, I know no one else cares, but I've been watching the Halo show, 
and man their last episode was like that made me irrationally angry like it was not good mm, it was not great I mean they they heavily focused on not a Spartan yeah why are I mean, they had to go has, somewhere there's so many more like there's such good ideas buried in this fucking show the idea that the Spartans have like emotion suppressing pellets in them and the idea that they're removing them is such a good idea for how they could interact with the battlefield now that they can feel and they yeah. touched on it a little bit John's like taking his time trying to acclimatize to it and I can't remember the girl's name but she's basically just doing a rail of cocaine and being like yeah life yeah she's like balls deep in this life thing yeah so, but he also like, goes off mission, which you know they're never meant to do. And it's like, oh, it is impacting them. So it like this is interesting. This you could build a show around, and they're like, no, we're gonna go over there and fucking follow the refugee girl for an entire episode as she tries to understand the fucking rebellion and that there's something important about the planet she's on. Not that they're gonna tell you what it is. Apparently, there's some I'm, kind of resource there. But fucking who cares? No, don't tell no. the audience. Don't clue what anyone in about what's happening. Was, we watched a teenager go into the desert and have peyote. That's what we watched. Yes, yes, we did. That that was all it was. And that basically they were just revealing that the uh what's the sphere thing from Halo? The little the annoying guilty ball. Spark. That thing. It's an, it's in the well. That's all we know. That's what I think it is. They didn't show yeah. it or say what it was, but... Oh, well, they showed I'm it. They showed the ball floating there and going back. Yeah, in. yeah, but it's, it's like in the background of the shot and then just goes... Whoop. Yeah. But you don't really know what it is. You don't know if it's one of the monitors, if it's Guilty Spark. You, 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 nothing happens. It just sort mm. of is in the background and then fucks off. It's a, I think at that point they realized, oh, shit, uh, this is meant to be a sci-fi thing again. Um, uh, this is... Ball. Oh, it's, the, it's a ball in the well. We'll do that. And then they have him go to the old refinery again because that's where the important shit is. And the dude, the, the evil mayor of the planet shows up having, for some godly reason, not recaptured this very important uh, mining facility that produces a type of fuel everybody needs. So why the fuck would he have not locked it down again? And two, also, didn't come here looking for alien tech. I was going to say, like, why, would, why were there still bodies there in full suits? Like, you could take that and sell that on the black market. Someone would want to take that apart and make money from it, right? And given that this guy's shady as fuck, why would he have not done that already? I mean, the whole point is so that potentially the hero characters can actually survive this thing and they quote-unquote pay off John throwing his rifle away in the first episode because the girl gets to find it and it gives her the power to win. And I don't give a fuck! She could have just taken an alien rifle. Why did it have to be Master Chiefs? It's it's dumb. Like, it pisses me off. That episode is not good. It focuses on a character no one likes to you tell me nothing. You can effectively skip it. Like, you can effectively Easily. skip that episode with no real repercussions. Because not got, a lot is provided there. No. we got two more episodes to go. And I'm going to call it right now. They're not stepping on Halo until the final scene of episode 10. I'm pretty sure they won't even step on the Halo. I'm pretty sure they'll be in orbit above it. I, no, I fully believe that they'll put boots on the ground on Halo before the end of this, sheer, this show. But it's going to be the last thing they do. See, like, either that or it'll be the drop pod on the way to Halo. And that's when oh. they'll cut it. I'll give you that one. 
I, yeah. I, yeah. They held Jumper Pot on the way there. I can't imagine them finishing the show with them just looking at a porthole and being like, Halo. It's like, no, you've got to be going to it or on it. Uh, no, I know, I could see them ending it on that. I could see that kind of dick move. <laughs> Either oh. way, it, it, it's it's dumb and stupid, and I hate that episode, and like I, I can't rectify how I feel about the show because there's such good shit in it, they just mm. keep not dealing with it. That's it's a like, weird cool thing plot ideas over there, let's go fucking eight miles the other way. It feels like they've thrown a bunch of shit at the wall to see what will stick. And yes. I, I'm hoping that portion doesn't quite stick. Like, I'm just Ugh. not engaged with that storyline at all. Um, I, I'm sure there's it might pay off later. I This series took a bit to get me on board. Um, but at the same time, it's just I, I don't see that paying off too well. Neither do I. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get to the end of this season and be like, that was a show. I watched it. Mm. We're never getting a season two, so who cares? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if a season two is forthcoming on that one. Well, neither do I. But I'm not expecting it. It's not. I don't. It can't be reviewing well. Yeah, they tried to change a bit too much, I think, because the fans are not like the game fans mm. are not happy with it. No, um, I'm still honestly surprised not a single red versus blue uh, cameo or a link to it has popped up. I'm not even just in the background. It's not by three four three, and they're the only ones who care. It's by a completely yeah. different studio who probably doesn't even know who Rooster Teeth is, so there are no references. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, if you search for Halo, one of the first things that pops up is Rooster Teeth and Red vs. Blue. Yeah, but the like, guys who wrote this show specifically said they didn't look into that stuff. Wait, what? Yeah. Did, so they started writing a show without knowing, without reading into it? Not particularly deeply, no. Jesus fucking Christ. Why do you think it's so fucking weird? That explains so much. Yep. Why they like, think they need an audience insert character, why people can't relate to Chief. It's it's dumb. Like, it's it's absolutely people who are not part of the fandom doing a thing and not knowing what the fuck they were doing. Jesus Christ. Can we just learn from mistakes of the past and get writers who are fans of the thing to write for the thing? I mean, or that necessarily has find to be the original writers. You don't have to be fans. You don't necessarily need the writers, but you need people who are willing to do the fucking research and learn yeah. what the fuck they're writing. Yeah, you need someone with like like product knowledge. Mm, pretty That's much, someone who gives a rat's about the actual product itself and wants it to like. You need Ryan Reynolds. You need a Ryan law. Reynolds on every like, thing, like a version of him, or a Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Or yeah. Seth exactly, MacFarlane. like that kind of thing. Actually, that just reminds me. We get another season of Orville soon. Yeah, pretty soon actually. Season Ooh, three. I know right. I'm rewatching it as we speak just to make sure I'm fully I'll up to date. I'll have to do that, actually. Actually, I, I might start doing that myself. And I've already noticed things that I've never noticed before, so it makes oh, really? me very happy. I feel like it'll yeah, be... Like, I'm guessing well, it, you have better context now, so when you see earlier stuff, it, it lands better or gives you better ideas. And True. Yeah. It, it like He does it as a... I know he does it to just to troll people, because that's all he does. But he he's done it in a way that like Marvel's done it. The more you watch, the more that shows mm. up in earlier episodes that you haven't. Well, you start before. watching the background on like the second walk, no, second playthrough kind of stuff, and you see the weird shit he's put it in there. It's like, ah, he's yeah. Love it. For example, Marvel, uh, Shang Chi mm. and the Ten Rings. You go back and you watch uh, Iron Man, 
and like on the TV in the background. Oh, look, there's the ten rings. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like you, you just never thought you'd look at a TV in a background before because you know you wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the scene. But now that when you watch the ten rings, you go back and you watch the first and second Iron Man. You're like, holy shit. There is so many references. Well, that's because in there. they were they were planning ahead, which was the smart thing, because they'd already had everything worked out until Phase Four, back when they were first running it, on the off chance it picked up. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's got to go beyond it. It has mm. to go beyond it. Well, we're getting pretty close to the end of the episode, but I feel like we need to squeeze in what, for the foreseeable future, due to some unforeseen events. Maybe our last super fight for a little while because, unfortunately, Ben's going to be leaving us get, for a while. I, I am off uh, to another multiverse. Um, I've been summoned by the Doctor Strange from Earth 434 to go and complete the paint tasks. One. He's going to play in paint. <laughs> Do you finger paint if your fingers are paint? That's just fingering. What? I was going to ask something completely more dirty. Like, when you when you exploit certain bodily fluids, would they be the same paint colour as your paint? That would make crime a lot easier. Like, you know, horrible crimes in that university a bit easier to find. Do they bleed red? <laughs> Do they bleed? Yeah. Can you stab liquid? That's a good point. Is the blade made of paint? Does it just sort of, like, mush? Is it somehow more toxic paint? What is Maybe this? That's why it's so hard to eat like, in paint world because you're just like ingesting paint, mush into face, and do eating. You, do you do you kill by consuming them? Ooh, ooh, yeah, 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 maybe. And then you become like over time, you become like a different shade of the color you are because of all the other colors that you've consumed. Interesting. Now the paint world's getting more interesting. Now I want them to do a paint world movie. If you're if you're yellow and children again, if I know you're it. yellow and your partner is red, but you cheat with a blue guy, is your baby going to be green? I mean, I wouldn't assume so. Wow. That would make it so much easier to see if you've cheated. I haven't cheated. Well, you have because there's. It's impossible that our colors. I am would make clearly mauve. But yeah, no. <laughs> our colors should be too brown instead. <laughs> you made it green. Anyway, point is, oh, unfortunately, geez. Ben is going to be leaving us for a while, and we're going to get our last super fight in right now. I know. I will be back for Top Gun. Oh yes, Top Gun we- and Jurassic World because. I need, I need someone Jurassic to world. like vent out for Jurassic World. You think? I mean, I'm probably yeah. gonna see it, man. But why wouldn't we see it? Like, yeah. I mean, if Game anything, I just want to see it to see how much of a tra- it, it's got train wreck potential for me. Like, how oh, bad really is does. this gonna be? Yeah. We've gone through a lot of decent sides, like super fight cards as well. Like, we are running out of options here. It's probably good that we're gonna have a break from it then. Yeah, I'll have to buy an expansion pack when we return to it. So, alrighty, here we go. The last super fight. Uh, what's the what's the theme? Um, well, it's got to be multiverse uh, related. So, what would be the multiverse for you, and how would you survive in it? Like, which uh, multiverse no, okay. is that coming from? Or no, I I feel like it'd have to be like, how would you utilize the the setup to traverse the multiverse? Make it work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, we'll, all right. Well, let's set the scene. What what multiverse are we? Oh, well, so we'll just start in this one, I guess. But I guess we got to start at six one six and go from there. Yeah. 
All right, we'll start at 616. Go from there. Alrighty, here we go. So, mm -hmm. uh, Seth, you are a demon-possessed okay. car. You are Christine. No, what, was it the name of the Stephen King one? I can't remember. Uh, night, night, something. I can't remember. Yeah. Night, night, uh, night. No, night that's road? a that's no. a David Hasselhoff TV show. Oh, right. Okay. So you're a demon-possessed car, but you're only six inches tall. Okay. So I'm a demon-possessed matchbox and car. You... Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're riding a flying narwhal. <laughs> Well, I'm a demon, so that kind of works. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I've got to assume that the narwhal's horn, like, pierces through the multiverse. Because well, that makes sense. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can already fly. So right. I've clearly demoned it so that it's on fire, so I've given it, like, reality splitting powers, I'm assuming. So, Bro. i got to assume we're just, like, impaling our way through the multiverse. So, mm -hmm. yep. I mean,. Starting at a 616 setting, I mean, yeah, it's going to be pretty easy to get out of here. Uh, going to most other settings, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal unless I go to somewhere like, uh, I mean, one of the locations that they flipped through in, in the, the multiverse sequence in, in Doctor Strange is a hellscape. Yeah. I get the feeling that either I'm going to feel at home or be like, crap, my narwhal doesn't like not being in water. <laughs> I, I don't know if hoping... I can make it lava-proof, so... I feel like locations like that are going to be a big problem. Yeah. Uh, probably also heavily technological settings because they're just going to be out of like zero G, no more piercing the multiverse for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to want to really drift toward as many terrestrial-like um, uh, locations because that allows maximum utilization of the narwhal. Given the fact that I'm a fucking demon-possessed matchbox car, it's not like I've got a lot of like, come here and I'll... I don't know. Stub your toe. <laughs> what, what if Fire. you headcrab people as a as a remote control car? I'm I'm not that big though. That is true. But but surely in some multiverses you would be absolutely huge. Uh, yeah, just go find a tiny one, a tiny verse. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why six inches is enough, guys. Ah. <laughs> uh. Bolo, uh, with that hellscape they fell through, I really hope that's the hellscape that Nightcrawler bamps, uh, bamps through, because that'd be hilarious. I mean, well, I mean, if that's the case, then I'm going to be going there specifically to just be like, there he is, Stab! Yeah. Get him! So, yeah, basically right, I'm going to, yeah. like, ride a flaming narwhal impaling my way through the multiverse. And y your villain in the movie, of course, is going to yeah. be Swoosh. Um and Swoosh, uh, as the villain you're versing now, Seth, uh, is a giraffe. Uh, and he's ten stories okay. tall. So you're, you're not doing good. Get some so David far. and Goliath but shit going right now. On the plus side, he's wearing a meat bikini. <laughs> a bikini? So I'm wearing Lady Gaga's, like, <laughs> bikini. Um, that's fine. All I can just. I'm a very angry giraffe, I'm assuming. Just. Somehow, a mad scientist has turned himself ten stories tall and into a giraffe. That's all I can go with here. So you're a fairy. <laughs> Apparently. It's like Spider-Man 2, except you turn into a giraffe instead of a Yeah, pretty much. No, I'm that guy for... There was a, a guy in One Piece who... He ate one of the fruits and was turned into a giraffe man. I'm him. I have a big square nose. But that, I can only imagine... This is, you know, a mad scientist has turned himself into a giant giraffe. 
You know how giraffes fight? They smack each other with their, their heads their by using like... Yeah, yeah, basically it's like use the head as a club and just get a lot of momentum behind it. So I'm going to do that and just smack the dimension until it shatters and just go through the hole. Which multiverse would you like to end up in? Uh, a tiny verse. Just so I can be the biggest thing ever <laughs> and be a titan. Just run around crushing tiny settlements. I mean, I feel like in that setting you're probably going to be more like the gu- like the giraffe Galactus. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, Turn off the... Nom. Oh, nom, nom. Float through space again. You want to live, eat my meat. <laughs> <laughs> All praise the meat bikini. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You didn't have a lot going for All you. All praise the meat bikini may have to be a, a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a meat shirt or? Uh, possibly. That's the deluxe version. What would you name the giraffe? Uh, ooh. What's the giraffe version of Keith? Uh, we'll, we'll call him... <laughs> Oh, work. You completely yeah. distorted then, you so I didn't. Look, time. the name will do. <laughs> but we'll go with that. Distorted <laughs> noise. That's his name. Well, of course it would be in the tiny verse. His, his vocalizations would be so lo- like low and and like earth shaking. You'd never yeah. be able to hear him. That is true. Well, a giraffe can't talk anyway, so. Like, that is true. They they the don't animal, have like vocal yeah, yeah. cord kind of things at work. They talk by they communicate by coughing and like choking and sneezing. Giraffes are strange things. We have some weird shit in the world, don't we? And not just in Australia. Yeah, some of it escaped. Like, but when you consider right, because we're going to go real dark here, and we're going to have an extension okay. episode here. Um, when you consider. Especially talking about before the podcast, what our human bodies are capable of, and all the shit uh, that can happen to us. Like this is this is going to be nothing to what some universes are experiencing, right? So, like, what would they experience? Well, I, that just reminds me of the um, there was a fan written thing, which was the Death Worlds thing. I think like I actually ended up writing a book, but his take was everything else in the universe had been brought up on like temperate cli- uh, planets so mm. they didn't have any uh, natural predators or like they didn't have storms to deal with everything was great all of the time meanwhile there's humans who are like in the distance just living in death and getting stronger from it but the, you know if life can exist in different places like say life ex- exists on a planet like Venus which is sulfuric and horrible and full of storms and death whatever life grew there would be okay with that it's like I like this this is great this is fun but it doesn't exactly mean that if it came to earth it'd be overpowered it might just die horribly because <laughs> mm. that's the thing that comics are always on the thing of oh aliens have come to earth and they are so much stronger it's like because like from a different gravity it's like yeah um have you ever seen something that's used to a different gravity coming to a lower gravity? It explodes. Got a blobfish. Blobfish and those giant spider crabs from Japan. Like yeah, they're, the, yeah. They're deep sea dwellers. They have to bring them up so slowly just so they can remain whole. Because if they bring them up too quick, they actually explode. Uh, I think the Nautiluses do the same thing if you just dredge them up. 
Yeah. It's because they're, um, they're used, their bodies are used to putting out so much pressure to counteract the pressure up from the ocean that the second that's gone, they just... <clears throat> gone. Red mist. Yeah. Like, I would love to see that happen in a movie where aliens come down and come out of the spaceship and just explode. It's like, what? What happened? Like, oh, he left the pressure barrier. Whoops. Or, like, get crushed because, you know, they're used to space. Yeah. Like, a spacefaring group would just get destroyed uh, by gravity. It's one, of the, it's one of the things that's really dumb. Like, they, they get, character, like they get like big, long, spindly-armed aliens and they, like, walk around all, like, supposedly elegant-like. It's like, no, you've got space body. That would that would not do well here. Yeah, it'd be horrible. I mean, hell, it was, um, Expanse did the gravity torture for uh, Belters, the guys who, mm. who were raised in the asteroid belt and lower gravity. And all they had to do was just stand them up and let them be in pain mm. like holy hell well, there you go on that note on that note of extreme pain and be- hell peace out it's time to uh yeah something worse than extreme pain and hells it is a it is a peace out for the night well good luck with your uh further projects ben and uh you're more than welcome to come back when movies or things take your fancy to jump back in and you've got some time. Yeah. I will be back and I will see you guys in a few weeks. Later. Have a good one. Farewell.